All right, let's move on. And uh, Dr. Cole, now we present part two of our interview with Doug Plank, a former NFL player, of course, played uh, football uh, college-wise at Ohio State under Woody Hayes. Nine seasons with the Chicago Bears, uh, known as one of the hardest hitters ever to play in the NFL. First Bears rookie to lead the team in tackles. And, of course, uh, Buddy Ryan, uh, the famed uh, Bears defense coordinator, naming the Bears 46 defense after Doug, who wore number 46. So, Doug, as we continue our, our conversation, um, is it true you've had both shoulders and both knees replaced? Take us through that. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's interesting when you have as many contacts as I've had, uh, you know, something is going to have to wear out. Because even when I was on kickoffs and I wasn't playing I would run down on kickoffs, and if the, the ball carrier, you know, either ran my way or ran somewhere else, I usually had to run through blockers to get there. Those blockers were 20, 30, sometimes 40 pounds heavier than I was. And, you know, this was blunt force trauma. There was no, you know, eloquently, uh, you know, avoiding these big players. My job, in many cases, was to engage them. And if I couldn't get the ball carrier, my job was to destroy the blockers in front. So these collisions were massive. And, uh, and and so once the rules in the NFL started changing in terms of not using your helmet, you had to use your shoulders more often. So I began using my shoulders quite often. Unfortunately, this led to more separations on my shoulders. And uh, after a period of time, you know, the head was still involved in the contact, not as much as it was before, but the majority of the, of the hit and the tackle was taken on by my shoulders and, you know, slowly after my career ended, I just started losing the control of my shoulders. They were, they were so limited in terms of what I could do. Uh, I was forced to really replace both of them with uh, artificial devices that I, I now have in both of my shoulders, my left and right shoulder. And, you know, because of all the, the uh, wear and tear, you know, that nine years of, of pro football brings upon you, uh, I found out that I had basically worn out my knees. There was a lot of bone structure that had deteriorated. And, uh, you know, not surprisingly, when they opened up my knee to replace it, they said, you know, there was no ACLs to even be found inside the knee. Doug, did, did, um, would you say that most of your injuries actually happened because of just the event of tackling? Or were there some other things that were just kind of random, you know, caught off guard, what have you, where you just – you know, you, you just you just get you know caught when you're just not protecting yourself. Uh, you know, I had I had several arthroscopic surgeries done during my career. Also, I I would usually average at least one a year, and just because you think about the incredible trauma of you know falling on that hard astroturf, but then having people on top of you, you know, it's, it's simultaneously, and when you're running down on kickoffs, you're not getting blocked from the front all the time. You're having people that are off to the side that are trying to take out your knees. And as my knees kept getting hit more and more and more, and I kept getting my knees drained more and more and more, and more cortisone injected into my knees afterwards, you know, almost on a 50% basis at the end of the games, you can't keep putting that kind of liquid and fluid inside your joint structure and have it, have it survive. And the same thing with my shoulders. My shoulders would get sore. I, I would get, get them shot up. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, there's some excellent literature, and this is stuff that we've actually published. It looks at years playing sports. If you don't get injured, years playing sports don't necessarily cause uh, injury to your joints, you know, the repetitive loads. But the really the thing that sets the, the time clock, I think, for the things you experience, which is what we would call 
post-traumatic arthritis of your shoulders and your knees is just largely due to the fact that you had such profound injuries. Again, yeah, visiting with former NFL player Doug Plank, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole at Sports Medicine Weekly. How many concussions do you think, Doug, you have suffered uh, during your football career? I, I think it's in the high 20s. You know, I went through it one time. I tried to literally go through the schedule in, in high school. I told you about, like, I thought, thought I had maybe five or six concussions over the three years that I played uh, high school football. And then, you know, the freshman year at Ohio State was really a big break for me because the only thing I had that year was surgery on my knee. I Getting hurt the first day uh, in practice really prevented me from having injuries or concussions. And But then, you know, I, I was a kickoff person for my sophomore, junior, and the majority of my senior year until I got a chance to play just a couple games. Or I, I think I played five games in my three-year career. And um, so I, I think it's, I, I would say 30 is a pretty safe number. Uh, and, and what I qualify a concussion as, I didn't know who I was, where I was, or what I was doing. Obviously, the, uh, like I, don't, I only think I had three or four total carryoffs in my life. Uh, two in high school, and uh, there was some in, in, in uh, uh, college at Ohio State on kickoffs. You know, there's no more play that's more dangerous to a football player, I think, than a kickoff because you have 11 men running at each other full speed uh, with the intent of hitting the other person and trying to knock them out. And that's, you know, when I when you do that five, six times a game, uh, you're going to run into somebody that's bigger and maybe stronger than you are. Again, visiting with former NFL player Doug Plank, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Hey, tell us about when you were playing with the Bears, Doug, a uh, collision with Otis Wilson. Well, this happened to be my, unfortunately, my last collision that I had with the Chicago Bears. And when other players hit each other on the defense or offense, we call this friendly fire. You know, if you're a safety like myself, aggressive, and I come up every play trying to tackle somebody, which I don't see this technique ever. Gary Fensick and I basically finish something out. You don't don't see anymore in the NFL. You don't see safeties running the line of scrimmage every single time trying to hit someone. And, uh, this was a game against uh, the, the Detroit Lions in Detroit, and I came up. There was a short pass in front of me, and I came up full speed trying to hit the receiver as fast as I could. At the last second, he fell to the ground, and I had no idea Otis Wilson was coming the opposite way, you know, full speed, and we suddenly just struck each other. And I think I, I knocked him out and knocked myself out, and I was on all fours, and Otis was laying on the ground looking up, and, and uh, my my face was my helmet was right over top of his face, and I was dripping blood into his face, and wow. I had just broken my nose in addition to you know suffering a spinal injury, and that was my last glorious play, being a Chicago Bear. Wow, what a story! And I want you to leave with us with uh, former Bears head coach Jack Pardee used to hand out uh, igloo coolers for the best hit of the game. You have a few, right? <laughs> Is that true? Uh, you, uh, you know what? It sounds funny. I mean, I know it's a different it's a different time. It was in the seventies, and uh, but the hit of the game was sponsored by Igloo. And each each week that we won, we had to win the game. Uh, there was a recognition uh, at our team meeting the next morning on Monday morning, and, uh, and it was on special teams, offense, and defense. So everybody on the team was eligible to get this award. And if you had the big hit, which meant usually you hit somebody really hard, they went out of the game and never came back. And uh, they would give you an igloo cooler. And you would walk up in front of the, the class or the group, the team, and get your igloo cooler, carry it back to the desk with you. And uh, 
players were so excited about that. That that was better than anything they could do all week. And uh, there was just so much uh, desire to have that done that I remember during the games after that, and I remember players running around on the field yelling, I think I just won the Igloo Cooler because of some huge hit or tackle that they had made. And it's just, but it's all relative. You know, it wasn't, it was not the prize. It was the recognition in front of all your teammates, just like anybody else would want to do in, in a business and have recognition to say, wow, that, that person, he, he, he got the big hit of the game and what a tremendous award. You still have them, the coolers at home? I, I sure do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wrote the year on them, and uh, they were, you know, something I cherished. Now, I never told just a handful of people that story. and uh, But it was, uh, you know, because I didn't want it to be uh, regarded as a bounty or something like that. And I don't think you could consider an igloo cooler a bounty. Um, no. I don't think Clearly. many people would do that. Hey Doug, uh, with all the with all, the way you led with your head and the the twenty five thirty concussions and four knockouts, um, are you worried about CTE at all? You know, there was just a recent event in Chicago that hundred year anniversary of the uh, Chicago Bears recognition, and I was very proud to be one of those players. Um, but let me just say this: uh, at at that event, there were seriously some people that I, I knew had serious issues trying to talk. Their balance. They they were usually in wheelchairs, and um, you know if there was one thing that I, I guess one thing I could bring back from that is the players that I saw said, Doug, if there was anybody with this issue, the CTE, I thought it was going to be you, because you were running into everybody, including me, in the back of my legs. You know, our other players, opponents. Uh, I I just think I was one of the fortunate ones. We're all comprised differently, and some of us can take one drink and be an alcoholic and a whole bunch of other things. I just think that my, my body was set up to take punishment and hits, and it did. And I'm very proud of the fact that I was able to retain my, my sense of um, equilibrium and uh, my desire to, to go on afterwards and, you know, take uh, classes and become a, a more educated and a more uh, capable person. So I'm very thankful. And so yeah, I would never – I would never try to discourage anybody from playing football because it just it brought me such great dividends. Great stuff, Doug. Uh, awesome. We 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 can wish you a continued uh, good health. It's so uh, great to hear you and how, how articulate you are and sharp and uh, the great memory and everything for such a brutal game you played. So thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed the opportunity to do it. And uh, like I said, I my days as Chicago Bear are nothing but bring a, bring a big smile on my face, and I wish the best for everybody else playing football. That's Doug Plank, former NFL player. Of course, Buddy Ryan naming the Bears 46 defense after Doug, who wore number 46 for our beloved Chicago Bears. Let's take a break here. Our thanks to Doug Plank. We're going to come back with our Ask the Doctor segment. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, you're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly, only on 670 The Score. <laughs> 